Section 8 of Towards Democracy by Edward Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 47. Lo, I touch you. Softly yearning, I touch you and pass on, dreaming the dream of the soul's slow disentanglement. Sharp cut, thin-lipped, sad, scholastic, plain-featured, unembarrassed, affectionate, and you, beautiful, careless boy, and you, strange, eternal, anxious mother-face. How shall I say what I have to say? How shall I speak the word which sums up all words that are spoken? How shall I speak that for which the moon and the stars and running waters and the universe itself subsist to speak it? which, if it could be uttered in a word, there were no need of all these things. O oh, death, take me away, take me away, kindly death, lead me forth, lead me through the entire universe. Let me pass, hold me back, I say no longer, for I am tired, I am sick of talking, and I forebode other ways. For I would be the dust, and I would be the silver rays of the moon and the stars, and the washing sound of the midnight sea, and nourishing sweet air and running water for the lips of them that I choose. To pass, to put on the invisible cap, to run round about the world unseen. And I will be the plain ungarnished facts of life with continual nearnesses. The train arriving at the station shall not be nearer or more solid, nor the lifting and transporting of boxes and goods, nor the grasp of the handles to them that open and shut the doors. I will be the ground underfoot and the common clay. The ploughman shall turn me up with his ploughshare among the roots of the twitch in the sweet-smelling furrow. The potter shall mould me running his finger along my whirling edge. We will be faithful to one another, he and I. The bricklayer shall lay me. He shall tap me into place with the handle of his trowel. And to him I will utter the word which with my lips I have not spoken. 48. I arise and pass. I am a spirit passing by, a light air on the hills, saying unto you, in death there is peace. Out of all mortal suffering, out of the bruised and broken heart, out of tears, tears, falling seen, falling inward and unseen, out of the withering flame of desire, and out of all illusion, my spirit exhaled floats free, my brother and sister, for you, over the world eternally. Joy, O oh, joy! For you, too, beyond this visible, through the gates of mortal passion and suffering, for the exhaled spirit, for you, too, beyond this broken dream, this bitter waking in tears, something, how can I tell it, which I have seen, which I might perhaps give you, and yet which I cannot give you, but in me waits also for you, oh, how long! something that i have promised i give you the token faithfully when you recognize and return it 
shall you have that you desire i am the light air on the hills deny me not my desire which was not satisfied is satisfied and yet can never be satisfied i pass and pass and pass from the hills i creep down into the great city fresh and pervading through all the streets i pass him i touch and her i touch and you i touch i can never be satisfied i who desired one give myself to all i who would be the companion of one become the companion of all companions the lowest and who knows me not him i know best and love best the child of the suffering heart i take my arms pass under his shoulders and under the hollow of his thighs his arm lies around my neck my lips yearn close to his on my breast at length he slumbers peacefully and long the blind and aged woman descends the steps leading to the basement of the tall london house the east wind blows bitter with dust along the street she feels along the wall and for the door and timidly knocks i cannot see who opens the door but it is slammed immediately in her face i take her by the hand and speak words to her and her sightless eyes are as though they saw once more once i walked the world of rocks and grass of space and time of ambition and action and could imagine no other for i was in that one now i roam through other fields and have the freedom of worlds innumerable and am familiar where before was darkness and silence forty nine i arise and pass in her tall windowed sitting-room alone the setting sun casts long shafts of light across the path and beneath the trees where knee-deep in grass a milk-white calf is browsing in her tall windowed sitting-room with its antique pier-glasses and profuse handsome ornaments alone the old dowager sits her silver-gray hair lies smooth under a lace cap lace and silk are her dress her thin fingers are well stocked with rings lonely is the great house her old life and the voices of children have long passed away she goes to the window to pass the time and through the glass looks out upon the still landscape after a while she turns and rings a bell a tall young footman appears her voice is quiet and gentle as she gives her order and flexible still with intelligence very taking with their old-fashioned refinement are her manners but in a moment what she requires is there and she is alone again everything is done for her into her chair once more she resigns herself to knit an antimacassar without how peaceful the scene the crisp sound of browsing the liquid blue-violet eyes of the white calf her budding horns her sweet breath her muscular tongue encircling the tufts of grass the impatient sideway thrust of her head with which she tears them the fearlessness with which she gives her head to be caressed and hugged by the little girl just come down from the farm
the sun withdraws his rays the many shadows are merged in one the sweet odor of the white campion comes floating and of the wild roses in neighboring hedgerows and of the distant bean-fields twilight comes and dusk comes and the height of the sky lifts and lifts the last of the long daylight fades over the fields and by the hedgerows and along the sprawling suburban streets of london the last of the long daylight fades over the roof of the high opera house late gray and ghostly in contrast with the myriad twinkling lamps below by those within unthought of it fades where amid a blaze of light and color elate to her full height drawn tier upon tier of faces thousands of eyes confronting and saturated with the excitement of the moment every vein in her beautiful body bounding the prima donna lifts clear and unfaltering in the finale her splendid voice and retires amid a storm of flowers the sower goes out to sow alone in the morning the early october morning so beautiful and calm the flanks of the clods are creeping with thin vapor and the little copse alongside the field is full of white trailing veils of it while now like a flood the rising yellow sunlight pours in among the brambles and under the square oak boughs and splashes through in great streaks of light over the ploughed land beautiful is the morning alone over the field to and fro to and fro with ample alternate hand sweep he goes at every step right and left the grain broadcast flies in a glittering shower with the sun and the earth for companions with browned arms and face and dazzle-lidded eyes thick-booted untiring all day the sower goes sowing what in due time shall become daily bread in the mouths of thousands the caravan has halted it is the hour of prayer the tents are already pitched on his carpet the old sheik kneels upright his arms and eyes uplifted above the living blue breathless miracle bends the sky the others are around him with their faces buried in the sand the camels are tethered a few paces off his voice ascends by the doors of the tents from the scanty fires just lighted three columns of smoke perfectly straight also ascend that is all the smoke creeps upward and is lost continually in the blue his voice who prays creeps upward and is lost around spreads silent with loose stones and a few weeds the desert above the sky the sky fifty i arise and pass after eighty years having been once like the rest a little vacant-eyed child in his mother's arms having thence lived and toiled and enjoyed much hither and thither over the earth now being very weary and day after day and week after week growing more and more weary all all old interests refusing for death longing 
the old lawyer lies down to sleep it is but for an hour or two death comes not yet the leaves still tremble in the evening wind the clouds in solemn transformation float on voices of children call in the garden below the last few miles the old familiar country the well-known roads and garden lands yet no glance thereon the strange immortal instinct pressing the veiled figure always in front beckoning now at this time the creatures of the forest to their lairs retiring await the approach of night the great mountains stand in awe amid the hush of their own waters twilight fades and the stars once more appear deep under dead leaves in the wood or buried in the earth the baby fly white and unformed the two dark specks which will be its eyes just appearing in its oak spangle cradle sleeps with their mother plaited in a ball of dry grass warm and soft the young field mice lie quiet or chirrup nosing for their food the pools of water are full of creatures that cannot rest to the starlit surface rising they spread wings and fly forth into the fields of air in heaven whirled by resistless tradition and necessity descending from god knows when jupiter the great planet swims and swathes itself wondrous in clouds prophetic heaven bends above the earth opens disclosing innumerable births beneath he lies weary slumbering for a moment the pen the desk the half-finished letter are there the gas makes a slight singing noise overhead solid walls and stones grow transparent and penetrable the earth and all that is in it fade and recede to make way for the traveller fifty one i arise and pass an unfinished house standing at the edge of a field is burning and the roof has caught first one vast sheet of flame ascends spiral in the night and casts its glare upon thousands of faces in the street and fields below lo the wonderful colors of the flame the pitchy night above the dazzling white and red mixed with the greens and blue-greens of the burning metals and the great twisted column of tawny smoke with red sparkles flying on the wind lo the strange light cast upon the wall of full foliaged elms and far more wonderful than all at their feet the crowd of living faces the mad pushing sweating crowd the flushed eager faces dominated all controlled and riveted by that flaming sign holy 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 night and flame night and flame entering in entering o oh, arched wonder of many eyes through the visible into the invisible holy 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 night and flame entering in and one with you treading softly through the myriad marvelous chambers to dwell to dwell for months years to transfuse enlarge to touch with wonder 
ardor, exultation, to be remembered afterwards years and years perhaps upon his bed by that child there, the jets of flame through the roof, the strange wreathing smoke, the solemn dark of the sky, the bravery of the firemen, the thrill of the falling timbers, to mix with the yearnings of the growing lonely boy, to be a strange symbol burning in his heart, to fire the slumbering train in some compressed girl's soul of adventurous resolve, to mingle with the fears of motherhood, at last to merge and become indistinguishable, in each one of these to merge night and flame, leaving out not one, holy, 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 and lo, the crowd still standing, and now out of all, too, alone. By the curbstone, in the forefront of the crowd, a man, a navy, with his hands clasped in front of him on the breast of his little son. The boy, timid, standing between his father's feet, pressing back against his legs, with his own little hands, the great hands clasping. The two, equal childlike, with parallel upward eyes by the flame riveted, their rapt unconscious demeanor, the strong likeness between them, and the meanings apart which the wonderful roaring gesticulating flame in the night signifies secretly to each. End of section 8